before I take you back to this episode, I want to let you know that you can book me for training and workshops around negotiation and conflict resolution. And that could be in a half a day, a full day. It can be online or face to face. So just email admin at lifemediation.com.au and let us know that you're interested. And then we work out what it is that you need and how we can move forward. In this week's episode, I'm going to talk about a subject that has been coming up in all the trainings I've been facilitating and all the mediations um, I'm doing and the clients I'm working with, and that is how to avoid high levels of conflict. And it's actually really easy. So in this episode, I'm talking about the levels of conflict, when to have conversations, how to have the conversations to make sure you don't end up in that position. So have a listen to this episode. You don't want to miss it. I am Lizana Eriks. I'm a conflict resolution specialist and I've been a mediator and facilitator for over 12 years. I've been a finalist for the Australian Mediator of the Year Award for the last two years and I train, coach and mentor people to become highly effective in conflict resolution and negotiation so they can create the relationships they want in their homes and their boardrooms. Over the years, I've become deeply passionate about conflict resolution and negotiation because I see how much suffering it is causing people and it just does not have to be this way. When people truly get how conflict impacts their life and put the work in to get effective at conflict resolution, they get to experience deep connections with other people, freedom, self-expression and love. Have a look at the highlights on my Instagram page, Lisanna Eriks underscore life mediation to find out more about what I do and why I do it. This podcast is dedicated to bringing you the conversations, insight and tools you need for you to switch on your inner conflict resolution and negotiation muscles and get you to a completely different level where you can resolve conflict powerfully and create the relationships you want in your life. Think about it. What would life be like if you would not be afraid of dealing with conflict and you would deal with it easily and quickly? It would change the game dramatically, wouldn't it? So let's get into talking about how to do this. Welcome to Conversations to Cut the Conflict. Hello, thank you for listening to another episode of Conversations to Cut the Conflict. And um, it's just me today and I just wanted to talk to you guys about something that keeps coming up in training and that I facilitate with people and in conversation and just something that I see happen all the time that causes so much conflict and it's actually so easy to resolve. So what I'm going to talk to you about today is all about early intervention and how that is key and how you can prevent from crises to happen in your relationships with your ex-partner or at work or whoever you have conflict with if you step in early. So when I talk to my clients, when I'm uh, facilitating training, What comes up all the time is when I ask questions around conflict. I say, what do you think about when you hear the word conflict? And what most people talk about uh, is, you know, anger, frustration, anxiety, stress, whatever it may be. And it always is something negative. And, you know, that's really normal because that's the relationship that we have with conflict. And we go, oh my God, it's so awful conflict. We just want to move away from it and stay away from it as much as we can. Maybe not everyone, but most people really have that um have that experience so avoiding conflict is something that we do all the time and you know I talk about how uh, conflict can be so positive if it is 
dealt with really well. So when you deal with conflict in a really great way and you get to resolve conflict with a person, then that relationship really changes. You know, you've now built trust. You now know you can work through conflict. So the next time you're going to have a, um, a conflict, you can bring it up much quicker and easier because you're like, you know, this person, I will able to work it out with this person. So it does so much for that relationship. You communicate better, it's stronger, but it has to be managed well. And one of the things about managing conflict well is to step in really, really early. Don't let things fester. And I just want to go into that a little bit more with you because there are different different levels of conflict. So normally where things start, it's a bit like, you know, things are just uncomfortable. You just have this gut feeling. Nothing is really said yet. Things just don't feel right. It may be difficult to identify what the problem actually is. You know, you just feel uncomfortable about a situation, but you're not quite sure why. And ask yourself, do I normally go and have a conversation about this? Do I go and say, oh, I feel a bit uncomfortable around you at the moment. What's going on? Do you need to talk to me about anything? I think you'll find that most people say, no, I don't even know what it's about. Why would I rock the boat for no particular reason? Let's just not talk about it and let's just see what happens. And, you know, this is what I do with my clients is when I feel that something like that in a session or when I have a conversation with someone, I just say, hey, listen, you know, what? what's happening? I don't know what's happening for you, but I can sense that things are not quite okay or there's something you need to talk to me about it. So sometimes it's this big, fat, pink elephant sitting on the table. No one really knows what the elephant is about, but it's there and you can feel it. I mean, you all have experience walking into a room or into a conversation and you're like, whoa, what is that, right? So go and address that and say, you know, this is something that doesn't feel right. Are you okay? But most people don't. So what happens then is the next thing is you're going to get some incidents. So short, sharp exchanges occurred without any lasting internal reaction. It has, you know, something has occurred between you and the other person. It left you a bit upset, irritated, and maybe there was a result that you didn't really want. So now you've got some incident. Again, it is minor. Let's just not worry about it. You know, it will be all okay. Why would we have a conversation? Because we're busy. We don't have time. Um, there's all sorts of reasons. We don't like conflict. We definitely don't want to upset anyone. So we're not having a conversation because you know what? It doesn't mean anything and we'll be okay. And nothing happens again. So now we're going down the line and we're going to misunderstandings. So motives and facts are often confused or misperceived. So, and do you have thoughts that keep reoccurring? And, you know, they frequently go back to the problem. So now it's starting to take up headspace and you're going, okay, what's happening? Why is this person saying this to me? I don't know what the conversations in your head are, but have a think about conversations that reoccur in your mind all the time. And are they about particular issues? Are they about particular people? What is going on? So now you're at that level. It doesn't mean people are going to have a conversation again because they're like, well, this is my issue. Um, again, time, busy, don't want to rock the boat, don't like conflict, let's not do anything. And here we go now, we're getting to a level of tension. Here relationships are weighed down by negative attitudes and fixed opinions. So the way you feel about and regard the other person has significantly, significantly I can't say the word today, significantly <laughs> changed for the worse. So you actually, you know, think differently about this person. 
you know, and, and, it, and the relationship is now a concern and a worry for you. So let's just look at that a little bit. So you had a couple of incidents happen, there's misunderstandings, um, and now you are starting to form a different view on that, of that person. So when you have a, a particular view of someone, like that person is lazy, or they're nasty, or they're out to get me, or whatever the conversation is that you are having about that person, you will find evidence for that. So let me repeat that again. So if you have a particular view of someone, you are going to find evidence for that view. And then you get to be right about it and you get to go, oh, see, that's how these people are or it's how this person is. So that's why when we talk to people, people talk about others like, you know, my husband is like this, my kids are like that, I'm like that, also about ourselves. I'm saying that people are not a certain way. They are really not. And let me explain that to you. So if you have my best friend and my worst enemy um, telling you who I am, you are going to get two very different stories, right? And on one hand, I'm going to be this fabulous, supportive, loving, great person. On the other hand, well, I have to make this up, but I'm assuming it's not going to be so nice, right? So I am not a certain way. These are views that people have of me. And it's the same with you. You are not a certain way and other people are not a certain way. So it's really helpful when you can drop that about other people and go, okay, let's just see um, if I can you know, start seeing what this person is actually doing instead of looking for evidence. The other example I use a lot is that you, you know, have glasses on. So I don't know if you have experienced this, but I definitely do in summer. You have your sunglasses on and you're trying to look for them. You're like, where are my sunnies? I can't see them. And you have them on your face. So basically you um, are looking through the lenses of your sunglasses and they are pretty dark and the world is a lot darker, but you have now forgotten that the world is a lot darker because you had the sunglasses on for so long. So it's you're filtering the world through it, but you're not realizing you do. And that's what's going on here. So this is a really good metaphor for that. So I'm inviting you to take off these sunglasses and look at that person newly and see if that changes. However, in, I guess, the, the, the conflict cycle, you are now at tension. You are thinking not you know very well of that other person. And that relationship is a source of constant worry and concern. So it's taking up a lot of headspace. You know, when there is conflict with someone in a workplace or someone you really care about at home or whoever, an important person in your life, it, you know, people go to sleep with it and they get up with it. It's really quite, can be really quite heavy. So that's the tension level. And then we go to the last one. So now there is a crisis. Behavior is effective. Normal functioning becomes difficult. Extreme gestures are contemplated or executed. And, you know, sometimes there's a major event of an outburst of a rupture or however you want to call it. It's not good. Okay. So it could be people leave a job, leave a relationship. There might be violence. I don't know, but there's lots of things. And the thing is, normally as a mediator, when a workplace calls me, what level of conflict do you think we normally are at? Exactly, crisis point. And then everyone goes, Lisanna, come and fix it. Please come and help us. We are now at crisis point. And my first question always is, how long has this been going on for? And what has happened? So people can't always give me an exact timeline or even what happened. Sometimes people don't even remember anymore, but they know it's been going on for a long time. And I always say, so how come that no one has ever done anything about it it's not always true that no one has been doing anything and it's not about telling people off but it's about getting awareness around wow you know we have 
dealt with it for such a long time without doing anything about it. So this has created a much bigger crisis than it needed to be. So when people talk to me about, you know, I'm just really busy at work or at home and with the kids, I can't talk to my partner, I just don't have time to to deal with this, I say to everyone, how much time do you think you're going to have to spend when you are at crisis point? Like things are really bad now, relationships are really strained, events are happening. So in a business, it will cost lots of time and money in your relationships with, you know, you might lose your relationship over it and now separating or in your when you are um, a separated parent and you're in conflict how much money time energy effort that that, that that's caught does that cost when you are at crisis point so that's what there is really to think about when you you think about when you're going to talk about uh, an incident and listen you might not feel comfortable in doing it and the other thing i want to say about that is that it's it's not going to be comfortable I don't feel comfortable about um, bringing up difficult issues or calling people or something or anything like that. However, I am so aware that I go down the line of the levels of conflict if I'm not careful and, you know, it's going to cost me much more time and energy and all that time I would have walked around with it as well. So it's like a double whammy, right? So I know what's on the other side and I also know is that it depends so much how you bring this conversation and how that conversation will land, right? So when you're going to have a conversation in discomfort, so the first, like the first one where you just nothing is said yet, it just doesn't feel right, you don't even know what the issue is, you can have a really light conversation. You don't have to sit someone down and say, okay, we need to have this major conversation. It can just be in passing, you know, you're making dinner together or when you're at work, you're in the kitchen, make a cup of tea and saying, hey, are you okay? I don't know what's going on, but something that doesn't feel right is, have I upset you in any way? And they have a really light conversation. And you don't, you know, when you're at crisis point, there is a lot to deal with. And there might be some more formal processes, or you really have to sit down and talk about it and go, we really need to talk. But it doesn't always have to look that way. Like conflict resolution can be so much easier when you do things really, really early and have that conversation. You know, even if you have, if you didn't do anything in a discomfort level, sure, in incidents, something left you really upset and a result you didn't want. So go and talk about it and say, and again, listen to how I framed this. So it's very different when you go in somewhere and talk to someone and say, you did this and you did that and that made me really upset and I didn't get the result I wanted. The other person is going to be quite defensive and say, hey, listen, I didn't do that. You did that, etc., etc." I have a podcast, in, um, a podcast episode about perception. So go and check that out if you want to know about that. You know, our perceptions are not the truth. So you're arguing about something that you both have a different view on in general. Um, so if you haven't listened to that one, check that one out because that's really relevant. But um, what I'm trying to say is if you go in there accusing people of something, really just going in all guns blazing because some People think that's the only way to resolve conflict. That's the way to have these conversations because they're afraid. Um, otherwise, the other person might uh, have one up on them or they're not strong or I don't know what it is, but a lot of people just bottle all these things up and then they just it just comes out not in a great way. Um, it's much better to, to have a different context for it. So when you go and have this conversation, particularly when you're really um, at a low level of conflict, this conversation, again, doesn't have to be that heavy. And you can just say, hey, listen, 
Um, I just, something hasn't been feeling right between us for a little while. And now there's a couple of incidents that have happened, what I would like to talk about. And I don't know how you experienced it, but I um, was left a little bit upset. I'm not saying it's your fault, but I was upset and irritated. So I think it's really important we have this conversation so we can, you know, resolve it and we can keep having a really great com- um, relationship because I've enjoyed working with you or I love you as my partner or whatever the conversation is. But if you have the conversation in a context of I'm having this conversation with you because I really want to have a great relationship with you. That's a very different conversation than saying you did this and you did that because you are having a committed conversation. You want to resolve this because you want to have a long lasting great relationship with this person and you don't want to walk around irritated and you don't want them to um, walk around irritated. And then you figure out what it is that happened. Did you guys have a different experience? Do you need to talk about boundaries that need to um, be reestablished do you need to change something in how you you know operate together in your relationship or at work so have these conversations and then you can make new agreements and that's always the power of all of this you go okay so what are our new agreements how we used to interact was like this but obviously it's not working anymore and then when you have a new agreement you can hold each other to account about that as well and it's clear because clarity is key. If you are not clear on what you're agreeing to or um, you know what's upsetting each other, then you will get into conflict. And people are so afraid of conflict that they just avoid it. The, and then what people tell, say to me about it is say, but Lisanna, should I not just pick my battles sometimes? Isn't that a great idea to pick battles? And I say to that, yes, it is great to pick battles. But there is a little caveat about that. So let me explain to you what I mean by that. If you're going to pick your battles, please do so. I do that too. I don't think you need to have a conversation about everything and everything, right? But here comes the but. You really have to be able to let it go and really let it go. So you're choosing not to have a conversation about it. Okay, great. You're choosing to avoid this conflict, okay, great, because you're choosing it, you're not avoiding it because you're too scared to have the conversation, can you see that distinction? That is a massive distinction, you are choosing to avoid it, sometimes that is appropriate. And then you go, okay, I am letting this go and it is gone. So letting go is not when you have a conversation six months later to say to someone, and when this happened on the 6th of November and you were at my house and this happened and that happened and then that happened, that is not letting go. That is storing it, resenting it, having this conversation over and over in your head, actually going down the line and having the levels of conflict increase, so misunderstanding, tension, and crisis, and then having a blowout at the end. So that is not avoiding conflict. So can you see the difference? So please, by all means, avoid conflict sometimes. Honestly, great idea, but really be able to let it go. And the best way to test that for yourself is to see if it's becoming a reoccurring dialogue in your mind. If you keep going back to what happened and you keep being upset about it, or when you have a next interaction with that person and you think about it and say, oh, see, they're doing it again, or then it's something you haven't let go. And then you go and need to have that conversation. Before I take you back to the episode, I want to let you know that I have created free training for you, which spells out in detail what to do after separation. I've developed this so you don't have to end up in high conflict with your ex-partner. So go to whattodoafterdivorce.com to get access to this amazing free training. 
So to recap on this, it's actually so easy and that's why I want to share this. Just deal with conflict um, when the conflict level is super, super low at discomfort. You're not sure what it is, but your gut feeling is saying something going on. Go and have that light conversation. Don't have the levels of conflict increase, 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 right? And do avoid conflict, but don't avoid conflict for the sake of avoiding conflict because you are too scared to actually deal with it and you're actually not letting it go and you actually the levels of conflict are increasing. That is not avoiding conflict by choice. That is avoiding conflict because you're too scared to have the conversation and you don't have the confidence. So if you don't have the confidence to do it, ask yourself, what do I need to have this conversation? Do you need to get some support? You know, you can have a coach like myself or someone else to help you with this conversation or do I need to talk to a friend about it? I don't know what you need to do, but ask yourself. Also, just booking it in if it has to be a more formal conversation so you can't back out anymore or telling someone that you're going to have that conversation that you're going to do it so and you'll report back to them. Uh, whatever it takes, get yourself to do it and, you know, shove yourself <laughs> over the edge kind of thing because otherwise... You know, you're not going to have these conversations. And I spoke to so many, I trained a lot of people last week. And one of the things that came up all the time is that by people not doing it, because pretty much everyone in the room said this. So if you're doing this, there is nothing wrong with you. Okay. I just want to make that really clear. I'm not having a go at anyone. I have done this as well. So it's really about, it's a really normal thing to do, but everyone was like, oh my God, I've done this so many times. And one of the things that we really came out of that conversation is that everyone said you know and by not saying things and also little things like little slight remarks or little you know gossipy things or little other, other things that didn't work and um, people were also tolerating behavior around them in relationships in their life and by because by not doing anything they were actually doing something which is saying without saying anything this is okay you can behave like that around me. You can behave like that towards me. And this is okay. And what happens is the standard will keep lowering because then if it gets taken to a next level and you don't say anything again, well, that's okay now too. So you can see how you're watering down all your own boundaries as well. And people just, not even consciously necessarily, but just go, okay, well, this is the new agreement now. Okay, you haven't said anything. And so it's really important to speak up. It's really important to say these things. And like I said before, it doesn't have to be angry. It doesn't have to be like, oh my God, going in all guns blazing. Just have a conversation, a committed conversation to make this relationship work because the other person also doesn't want to have conflict. Trust me, no one gets out of bed to go and have an argument with someone or be awful to someone. I you know, people sometimes laugh about this when I talk about this, but I honestly believe that. Like who gets out of bed and goes, oh, I really look forward to being nasty to someone, right? Even people that you might perceive as a bully or an awful person, they will have their own insecurities. They might feel really intimidated by you. Who knows? Without having the conversation, you will never find out. And the other thing that you can do to give yourself confidence to have this conversation is to think about what could be the worst thing that could happen. Maybe that person gets upset with you. Okay, well, by the sounds of things, if you are going, the levels of conflict are increasing, they are already upset with you. So there's nothing different, you know? So, but all I'm trying to say is when you work out what would be the worst case scenario, it might actually not be that bad. And that really helps you to go, okay, I can just go and have this conversation. So have the conversation early, 
have it you can have it in a light-hearted way then or just you know cruisy in passing doesn't have to be this big bigger than Ben Hur event just check in be generally interested in what's going on for them be generally interested in listening um, and just have that conversation and do not put it off I promise you will regret putting it off and I'm sure that all of you um, can think about a uh, time that you went oh my god I wish I would have nipped this in the butt earlier I wish I had this conversation because now I'm have to deal with all this mess and it's really really affecting me and it's really really affecting the other person um, so yeah, I will, under this podcast, uh, there is a level of conflict uh, graphic. I will um, have a look if I can post that with it so you can have a look at it. Um, but let me know what you think of this, if this is helpful. Um, I love being social on social, so please have a, um, you know, contact me on Instagram, uh, Lisanna Eric's Conflict Expert, or on Facebook, and just send me a message and say, you know, this is what I've done, this is what I'm dealing with, this is the conversation I had. You can do it back yourself trust yourself you can have this conversation and you can do it well and by doing it all the time and doing it early you will get really more you know you get really confident in doing it more because you can see what's on the other side like i said before i don't like having these conversations either the ducks are never going to line up that's the other thing we wait for when the ducks line up then i'm going to do it they are not going to line up ever it's never a good moment but uh, the reason i do it and i do it quickly and easily and simple is because I know what's on the other side. I know that I'm not going to have that awful procrastination feeling. I actually get a physical response to it nowadays if I don't do something like that. I'm like, oh, you know, and I am um, because I'm so mindful of it. But uh, yeah, so I know what's on the other side. I know how much energy frees up. I know how much joy frees up and love and connection and all those kind of things. They are all going to be present when you are not in these kind of conflict situations and People will love you for it when you do it in an um, appropriate way. So again, give people context. I discussed in this session, in this podcast, how to do it um, and you can do it. I'll see you guys next time. Well, you'll hear me next time. I actually can't see you and I really look forward to it. And let me know how you go. Send me a DM, send me an email. I would love to know because it makes my day when these podcasts make a difference to people. All right, see ya. Bye.